Good morning. My name is Alex Barrett. I'm the pastor of Ridgeview Church, and we're so glad that you've decided to join us today. Uh, I'm continuing the series we launched on Easter called My Story, and the tagline for this series is this, the decisions that we make today determine the stories that we tell tomorrow. And so this series is all about the key decisions that impact the story of our life. And I just want to catch you up in case you've missed any of the weeks. We start on Easter Sunday talking about I decided to start. What are the things in our life that we need to start doing that will help us live the story that we want to tell? Last week, we did the opposite. I decided to stop. Are there habits and are there hangups and are there attitudes, certain actions that we need to stop doing so that our story can really live in a way that's going to please God? Today, we're continuing with another key decision, and that is I decided to stay. What are things that we're facing in our life that are hard, that may kind of pull us to want to bail out, to want to quit, but that God wants to use to really grow us and to develop our story into this story worth telling. And so I want to just start by just talking through some things that you may be facing in your life where you need to stay, but it'd be really easy for you to leave, for you to to bail out. Uh, For some of us, it may be just you're in a hard parenting stage Uh, In this season, as we're all staying at home and we're sheltering at home and we're social distancing, you may just find yourself just overwhelmed by all the things you need to do. It may be in teaching your kids and training your kids and disciplining your kids. And you're not going to leave and you're not going to bail out, but it's easy to check out. And so for you, it may be you just need to stay engaged in family life, stay engaged in your investment in your kids. You may be here and you have a miserable job. You ever had one of those? You may be in that right now where it's a grind to get up the night before you're like so unmotivated in life because you know you're going to have to wake up and go to this job. And so you may be in this miserable job, maybe with a difficult boss and everything in you, you just want to quit. For others, it could just be a hard relationship. Could be in our, in our marriage. It could be with, with family. It could be with somebody that's really close to us, but there's just some conflict or there's some just barriers in that relationship. And you just feel yourself kind of getting pulled to this bitterness and you just kind of want to check out of that relationship as well. And so whether it's in, in family life or at work or in relationships that you have, there are things that are happening all the time that kind of pull at us to just want to bail out. Bailing out, quitting, oftentimes seems like this is just the best way to get rid of this problem. What you find is, is that oftentimes God wants to teach us. He wants to train us. There's things that he wants to do in our heart that happens as we stay under hard things. Because as we stay under hard things, we actually can grow. And there's so much learning that can happen. So I want to encourage you, identify those things right now. Like as I'm talking, just think through, what are those things that I'm just feeling pressure in, like I'm feeling like the weight is is on me. And just ask God, like God, help me to see the things that I need to stay under right now. And so just ask God for that help. And so I wanna kind of start on this premise of this, which is sometimes the best decision you can make is to stay when it would be easier to go. Now, if you're like me, the thought of doing something easy always is more attractive than doing something difficult. But again, we're not talking about just easy things. We're talking about a story that God wants to tell through our life and the development of our character, spiritual growth, the fact that we can be people that actually help and make a difference in the lives of others. Oftentimes this happens through 
enduring hard things. And so sometimes everything in us is pulling us to go, but the best decision for us is to stay. And I want to share a story uh, from the Old Testament, which is actually a story that, that is worth telling. And it's the story of Ruth. And if you've never read the book of Ruth, I really encourage you to do that. It's actually four chapters. It's not that long. But in this story, you find just this example of this story worth telling and also an example of someone who stayed when it would be easier to go. And so here's the story of Ruth, which is a story worth telling. I want to kind of pick up the story uh, talking about uh, two people, Emelech and Naomi. Now, these people lived in Bethlehem in kind of the province of, of Judah, and they had two sons, and a famine had hit the land. And so Emelech decided, you know, we need to, to leave Bethlehem and our kind of homeland. They were Israelites, followers of God, and we need to go over to, to Moab where the famine had not hit yet. And let's try to see if we can find work. Let's see if we can find a kind of a fresh start as a family. And so that they traveled and they began kind of this, this new journey together. So as they begin this, this new story, unfortunately, Emelech, he, he died. And so as they're looking for this fresh start, this new journey, the provider of the whole family passed away. So Naomi was left with her two sons. Her two sons ended up marrying women from Moab where they had decided to live. So unfortunately, the story actually takes another dark, desperate turn. Naomi's two sons passed away as well. And so Naomi is left with her two daughter-in-laws, Orpah and Ruth, without any men to help provide. Their family had been shattered, and now they're left to pick up the pieces. And so they're trying to figure out what they should do. And they're in a place where they can't just find a job. They don't know how to provide, how they're going to eat, where they're going to live. And so Naomi decides, let's kind of head back to our homeland. Let's go back to Judah, to our city in Bethlehem, and let's see if we can restart. We can restart there. Uh, What she realizes along the way, though, is that these two women, her daughter-in-laws, had been faithful to her, but this is not their land. And so she begins with this idea of like, you know what, I really need to release them so that they can start a new life. Naomi was older in age. She realized she needed to go back home, and she really wanted these women to kind of start anew. So let's pick up the story there in Ruth 1, verse 8 and 9. She says, Go, return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them and they lifted up their voices and wept. And as we read this, it's a little bit hard to kind of see all of that's transpired, but you could imagine what these women have been through together. And just all these hard and terrible things. And Naomi gets to the point where she's like, you know what, guys, you have been with me and faithful to me. It's now time for you to to start. You start your your own family. And so they have this this time of of just immense sorrow as they realize that their their unit, their their unit of three is going to be disbanded. And so Orpah, she left and decided to go, you know, stay with her Moab uh, upbringings and kind of start anew. But, but Ruth decided to actually take a different turn. She decided that she wanted to stay. And this is what happens in verse 15. See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her God's return after your sister-in-law. And so Naomi is urging Ruth, no, you, you keep staying with me. I, I want you to go. And then in verse 16, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. Notice this, for where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people 
and your God, my God. What's so interesting about this passage is, is Ruth gets to this point where she says, you know what? Your family is, is my family. I don't need to start something else. I don't need to kind of redo the story that I'm, that I'm in. I want to be a part of the family that, that God has put me in. And in fact, seeing the hand of God on this family, I want to not only be a part of, of you and your life, but I want to follow your God. And this was a tremendous statement. You see, Ruth was from Moab. They didn't follow the God of Israel. But in her experience and everything that kind of God had done in her life, she could see his hand. She could see his provision. And she decided, you know what? Today, I am going to follow God. I'm going to choose the faith to stay under his provision and to follow him. And what you find is, is that's that decision right there to stay and be faithful to Naomi. But not only that, to be faithful to God, to follow him, to pursue him, to make him a priority. You find that her story unfolded in ways that we couldn't make up ourselves. And so I want to highlight kind of three things that happen in the life of Ruth, but also that happens in our life when we decide to stay and be faithful. And those things happen as God works, you know, for us and then in us and then through us. And so let's, let's pick up on when I decide to stay, God can work for me. And let's look at how that worked in the life of Ruth. And so as she decides to stay, you may think that that was the end. Like, oh, great. They live happily ever after. It's like this Hollywood movie where it just wraps up. No, in fact, it was a hard path that she had chosen. Again, they had no one to provide. And so she was going to have to actually work. She was going to have to do whatever she could do to find food, to find shelter so that the family could be okay. And what you find is that as she did that, God really came through. Now, she began to to work the fields, and there was actually a relative, Naomi, whose field she began to work. And in these times, uh, there were provisions made for the poor where they would leave kind of scraps for the poor to be able to pick up the grain so that they could have food for their families. And so Ruth and Naomi, knowing this, thought, well, let's, let's work the fields. Let's see what we can find. Maybe there'll be some leftovers for us. And they began to work in this uh, Ruth began to work in this field from a man named Boaz. And let's pick the story up there in chapter two, verse eight. Then Boaz said to Ruth, now listen, my daughter, do not go to glean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Verse nine, let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping and go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? And so Ruth is, is doing her part. She's trying to find anything that she can do to help provide for her and Naomi. And providentially, God had ordained that she would come to the field of Boaz who would have compassion on her, who would look out for her. And so she's working the field and Boaz says, listen, stay here. Don't go looking anywhere else. I will make sure that you're taken care of. And her reaction is, is, is classic. It's just like, well, why would you do that? I'm a foreigner. I'm not even from this place. Why would you look out for me? Well, the interesting thing is, back to the story is, Boaz had known Ruth's story. He had heard the decision, decisions that she had made. He had seen and heard of the, the things that she had done to stay and be faithful to Naomi and also faithful to God. In verse 11, it says, But Boaz answered her, 
All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me, and how you left your father and mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. Verse 12, the Lord repay you for what you have done. A full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge or shelter. Verse 13, then she said, I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, though I am not one of your servants. And so recognizing, you see this this exchange where Boaz is saying, "Look, look, I've seen what you've done. I've seen that you've been faithful. You've been loyal. You've stayed and done all you can to provide for your mother-in-law. And he's saying like, the least I can do is allow you to pick the grains off the field. And then Ruth just is is overwhelmed. Well, thank you for for having mercy on me. And and it's amazing. Boaz is pointing to this, this idea of like, you have chosen to find your comfort and your shelter in God. You've chosen to be faithful. And because you've been faithful to God and faithful to Naomi, I will do all I can to make sure that you're taken care of. And that's really what God does. That's where he works for us. When we decide to stay in hard things, we decide to turn to him for help like Ruth did. When we kind of draw a line and say, you know what, I'm gonna live my life in a way that pleases God. I'm gonna do things his way in my finances, in my parenting, in my work, with my speech, all the things that'd be easier to do my own way and just pick the easiest route as I do hard things God's way, he's gonna come through. And that's the statement that Ruth had made with her life. Boaz is seeing that and you already see like God's hand weaving grace and mercy and compassion. And that's what God does for us. He works for us as we decide to be faithful. He's telling a story in our life and those chapters that come out of that can't come any other way than staying under those hard things. So not only does God work for us, but the second thing is he's also working in, inside us, in me. He's doing something in our heart. Now, again, I've talked a little bit about the work that Ruth was committed to doing. Well, this was not an easy feat to just glean wheat and to barley and to work the field. This was going to be hard labor. Uh, the story in chapter 17 kind of describes that. It says, so she gleaned in the field until evening. Uh, gleaned uh, kind of sounds like a, like a pretty word, like I was gleaning. No, it's actually like she was beating the barley and the grains to provide food. So this is hard manual labor. Then she beat out what she had gleaned and it was about an ephah of barley. That's about 25 pounds. And she took it up and went into the city. Her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. She also brought out and gave her what food she had left over after being satisfied. So as Ruth made the decision to stay, and I'm going to serve your God, I'm going to follow him with my whole heart, I'm going to stay loyal to you, she was at, you know, beginning this path of hard things. And in that passage, you see these, these words, uh, she was gleaning she was taking it up to the city. She was carrying. She was going back and forth. I mean, this was like sweat kind of work. Again, not probably the life that she had thought she was going to live. It was hard work. Not only that, it was dangerous work to be in the fields where all these laborers were and with all these things. Women were actually uh, in 
you know, dangerous circumstances. And that's why Boaz's statement, like, I'm going to look out for you, was such an important one. So she was doing a dangerous thing. She was doing a hard thing and also embarrassing. Basically, she was kind of begging, like, I will take whatever scraps uh, come my way so I can provide for my family. And so it's so fascinating. God is working, you know, for her and Naomi. You see his hand. But then something God is doing in her, which is I'm going to have to do this hard thing. And to put your, your kind of self in, in Ruth's shoes is, is kind of amazing if you think about it. Like what would it have been like as she decided to stay to work in these fields with the sweat, the stress, the overwhelming sense of how is this going to work? But you have to imagine each day she just prayed and asked God, God, I've decided to stay. I've decided to, to serve you and follow you. Will you come through? And you can see like over the time as she faced those challenges, God began to work in her heart to transform the person that she was. And that's what God does. Sometimes the greatest act of faith is faithfulness and staying where you're planted. One of the things God wants to do in my story and in your story is he wants to actually grow faith in us. And the greatest way many times for faith to grow in us is by us being faithful, full of faith. And faithful means that I'm going to handle what I've been given in my life, my responsibilities, my tasks. I'm going to handle them in a way that will please God. I'm not going to bail out. I'm not going to look for the grass that's greener on the other side. I'm going to be full of faith, handling what's on my plate in a way that pleases God. And here's just the truth that I've learned in my own life. And you can see Uh, in the life of Ruth. She made this decision, but then the work followed it. Again, it wasn't a happy ending in the beginning. The the decision to stay then meant a lot of work for her, hard things. But here's what I've realized in my life. Future growth is always connected to present faithfulness. Future growth is always connected to present faithfulness. And so Ruth, she had no idea of what God's blessing would be on her life. She wasn't doing it for that. She was doing it because she knew that she needed to stay where she was planted. She needed to follow God with her whole heart, be loyal to Naomi. But as we look back at the story and what I'll read in a moment is you see that there was this blessing that came. And so God is doing that work in us. So I want to encourage you where you are handling your responsibilities, where you feel that pressure, you feel maybe that pull to quit, to bail. God wants to grow faithfulness in you. And as faithfulness grows... And as you follow him and you trust him in hard things, future growth flows out of that. So God works for us. He comes through. He provides shelter and care as we stay in hard things. And then he works in us as we we work and as we keep a tight grip on our responsibilities, we can experience growth, not only here now, but, but also in the future. And that leads to the last point. So he's working for us. He's working in us. And he also works through us. And this certainly happened in the life of Ruth. And so Ruth kept working the fields. Boaz kept protecting. And then in the backdrop is Naomi. And Naomi decides to take a role of matchmaker. And so she's seeing these two communicate, coordinate with each other how they're going to get food. And, And she decides to kind of coach Ruth on here's how you show your appreciation to Boaz. Here's how you, you continue to serve and, and be kind. And, and she's coaching her. And, and what ends up happening through just some 
crazy different circumstances that Boaz and Ruth actually end up getting married. And God takes care of Ruth ultimately through the provision of Boaz, not only the field in the beginning through food, but a future husband. So it's an amazing thing. Like in the beginning, by Ruth's decision to stay, you would have no idea of what God would be doing as he weaves out his redemption and his grace and his kindness to Ruth. And so they got married. They ended up having a child. And so the beginning of Ruth's story is one of loss, the loss of her husband. And then at the end of Ruth's story is now new life. She gets married and kind of a new beginning starts. And then she's granted a child and she becomes pregnant. Listen to the responses of people that are noticing all that God had done. And these are women that are talking to Naomi, her mother-in-law. Verse uh, 14 in chapter four. Then the woman, the women said to Naomi, blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a redeemer and may his name be renowned in Israel. And so if you could imagine, you've got Naomi who's working behind the scenes at this matchmaking. And then you've got Naomi's friends and relatives that are seeing all this happen. And then you could just in the, the sides in the corner, like, look, They've gotten together, they've gotten married, and they're having a child and just all just the glee that they must have had in this circumstance. But notice that the women point to, wow, God has looked out for you. And what I love is that in this story, they're not actually coming to Ruth directly here. They're actually coming to Naomi, but it was through Ruth's decisions that Naomi is blessed. And that's what you find so much in how life works. As you're faithful in your responsibilities, As you're faithful in the hard things, you will bless others. That's what happened in Ruth's life. She blessed Naomi. And through that, these women are saying like, well, praise God. Look at what has happened. Look at this story that has unfolded. God has not forgotten you. And I think that's such a reminder for all of us of what God can do through us as we're faithful. What's interesting about the story of of Ruth's like legacy is that I'm telling that story today. If you think about that, her life really is a story worth telling. Why? Well, because thousands and thousands and thousands of years later, I'm sharing it with you. And not only that, Ruth has a book of the Bible named after her. Can you imagine when she decided to stay, how little she would have known of the ripple effect of her life? Again, that present faithfulness leads to this future growth and this future blessing and this future impact. I don't know about you, but I want to make an impact with my life. I want to make a difference. I want to know that my life counted. The breath I had on this life, I used to the maximum that I was given. But oftentimes I forget that that happens in my present choices. And Ruth's life is such an example. In her present choices to work the fields, to humble herself, to become like a beggar, God worked. And he worked through her in ways that we we couldn't even imagine if you would have told us. But thankfully, we have the scripture that unfolds this story, and it's this promise of God's work. And so a book is named after Ruth. I'm telling you her story today. But not only that, she is the great-grandmother of considered the greatest king in Israel, King David. So again, no idea you could have scripted that. That's what God does. Part of her lineage is connected to the greatest king that existed. 
But not only that, her lineage is also connected to the Redeemer who came to this world, Jesus himself. And she's actually written in the book of Matthew, in the New Testament, a part of the genealogy of Jesus. Check this out in Matthew chapter 1. And Salmon, the father of Boaz, notice the name, by Rahab, and Boaz, the father of Obed, by Ruth, and Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of David, the king. And the genealogy keeps going and it keeps going where it finally gets to Jesus of Nazareth. So it's so fascinating to me. You see, by her deciding to stay, choose to be faithful to God. I'm going to continue being loyal to Naomi through these decisions. She's now connected and written in the lineage of Jesus himself. What a promise that is. And so I want to encourage you. I know in my own life when things are hard, that pressure is on, the heat gets increased. Many of us right now in this season, we're, we're all feeling that. Things are, are difficult. Things are tough. There's pressure that we've not known. There's disappointment. There's discouragement. But could it be that the very things we're facing right now in this season are the things that God wants to use to grow faithfulness in our life? What if we use this season as that opportunity Where you know what, in my work, it's difficult, but what can I learn about trusting God as I continue to get up every day and plug away? What if I continue to engage with my kids to extend kindness and grace to them, even when it's hard and I just want to check out? What if, if I continue to take initiative with this person that's hard for me to relate to, and instead of choosing bitterness, I choose to extend kindness to them? What could God do? And so I want to encourage you What are the things that you need to stay in and stay under in your life so that God can grow faith in you? As you do that, I believe that he will not only work for you, he'll not only work in you, but I believe he will work through you to impact other people. So I want to encourage you, how can you stay and allow God to tell a story through your life worth telling? Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for the example of Ruth who chose the hard thing, who chose to stay, and through her life, you worked in ways that we could never imagine. God, I know many of us have pressures, have things that we'd rather not be facing right now, and everything in us can just pull us in the wrong direction, pull us to bail. God, I just pray if if, we're facing those things right now that you will just give us this endurance and just give us your grace so that we can be faithful in the moment. God, we know that you're working. We know that you will help us just like you helped Ruth. And so God, help us to stay and see faithfulness grow in our lives. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.